And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Welcome back to DDT Wrestling, the final DDT Wrestling of 2022. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson, and of course, I am the other one. <laughs> oh, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I think it's wonderful that uh, that you didn't take uh, my mother's comment uh, to heart and didn't carry that baggage with you for Several days now. <laughs> Lived together for four years. We're in each other's weddings. Uh, she, who, so, so far, so so far, let's let's break it down. Uh, your father has mocked my interest in chocolate chip pancakes, and your mother forgot my name. So I can tell that I am just. I, <laughs> I am I am well the, she asked about you I mean what more do you want she did I suppose she did ask about me she could have forgotten I existed entirely uh, she didn't ask about GQ she didn't ask about the arsacist she asked about the other one which I presume was you <laughs> now that I think of it could have been anybody mm-hmm. uh, before we get started here um, we didn't do something last week and uh, we, oh, yeah. we, need, we need to do it here. Uh, if you recall, avid listeners will remember that a few weeks ago I, I teased that I had sent a, a little holiday something something over to Manson Manor. Uh, it took a little extra days to get there. But uh, what was it that arrived at your door there, Doc? Well, it was a rather smashed up box. <laughs> Of Twinkie-flavored candy canes. Not candy cane-flavored Twinkies. No, that would be silly. And now when you, in that show where you were teasing this, and you said, I understand, although I'm, I don't know how they got one into the other. Now I understand what the hell you were talking yeah. about. How did they get a Twinkie into a candy cane? Uh, no spoilers just yet. We'll get there. Uh, so, you know, and then yesterday... Feels like longer, but yesterday <clears throat> the Mansons and the Matthews families got together for pho, uh, which was a happy time had by all. I li- I'd like to point out I was the only person at the table that ate pho. That's true. I had the barbecue beef noodle dish, which was quite good. Um, and in my little care package, which had some delightful beverages we're going to consume on New Year's Eve, I've already eaten two Toblerones of the Good six. for you. Uh, I got my own set of the candy canes. And so I was hoping that Doc would do a taste test, but we forgot about that. Because as you all know, we hit stop and we forget. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we I, even forget there's a podcast. It's funny because last week would have been the perfect time to talk about it. They were fresh on Doc Manson's doorstep and all that. But I just completely slipped my mind. It had been did like I. one or two days before. As so. did I, because I would have said, go get it or send the moment we were done, I, I walked downstairs. I was like, you know, bringing my coffee mug down and whatever, my water glass. And there they are, the Twinkie flavored candy canes sitting yeah. on the kitchen table. And I could, God damn it. Yeah. And Mrs. Manson was like, what? And I was like, the candy canes, they're right there. But instead, I'll do the taste test because I have not mm. had one yet. 
Uh, it did fall apart into pieces when I opened it. I can. I always have a hell of a time opening a candy cane. My fine motor skills do not work that well. I will say, um, th- this box did come pretty pretty banged up. I gave you the three most together ones Aww. that I had. Thank you, Bobby. Um, and I, on top of that, though, I will say the plastic uh, that wraps these these candy canes is is the most difficult to remove plastic that I have ever encountered on a candy cane. Yeah. It's like stretchy and resistant to yeah. tearing in a way that it should not be. No, it's the adamantium of plastics. You can't kill it. Mm. Uh, so now, yes, I have had, I'd like you to, to make sure you, you waft it first. Yes. What does it smell like? Tell nothing. us what it smells I, like. I have no, no. Really nothing. No aroma that I can tell, but I'm a little stuffy. We're both battling colds uh, in this house. And I'm, then I've also... Okay. I've also, okay. I made some little meringue cookie oh, things yeah. there. They kind of look like a white poop emoji. Yeah. Um, and so I've but had. they're probably delicious. I've so. had, you know, four of these. So my mouth is already full of sugar. But here we go. Okay. I will say, I thought the, the smell was was faintly, faintly Twinkie-ish. There was maybe a, a vanilla-y mm-hmm. sort, sort of cake-ishness to it. I, I could get from the smell. I, I could say I thought that that was Twinkie-esque mm-hmm. in, in the scent that it was giving me uh, when I did my tasting. So, you had said... Having's that, now stuck it in your mouth, DC. Yeah. You had said there was a, there's definitely some lemon. There's definitely some vanilla. And at first I went, huh, it does taste like Twinkie. But I think that's my brain knowing what this was. If you gave me this and said, here, it's a flavored candy cane, eat it. And then you forced me to do so. I would, all, I don't think I would say Twinkie. All I got from it was faint lemon. Like yeah. not like lemon, lemon, like barely lemon, like faintly lemon. Yeah. Like that's all I get from it. I'm not mad at it. I like, lemon. I no, it's fine. It's not bad. But a Twinkie has no lemon flavoring in it that I'm aware of. Not your traditional Twinkie. I can't universe. remember the last time I had a Twinkie, but I wouldn't think so. So, yeah. It's orange. You know, it has the orange and white stripes. The orange is reminiscent of that sort of kind of orangey gold Twinkie color. But I'm not I'm not getting a super Twinkie vibe here. No. Having said that, no. I'll probably finish it. Having said that, I, I, I now want to have a candy cane cream-filled Twinkie, because I think that would be quite tasty. With, like, actual crushed up candy canes in it? Oh, if they're going to go the extra mile, by all means. But just the peppermint flavor, I think, would be a a nice pairing um, for sure. Mm -hmm. They could even maybe do a chocolate cake. Sometimes Twinkie goes crazy and does that sort of thing. That would be good. That could be good, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of peppermint and all things holiday, how was your holiday? We We have spoken since Christmas and Hanukkah, but I don't believe we have recorded uh, since mm, the Christmas mm. holiday, how, how how are things over there in in Manson Land? Manson Land is doing well. We had our holidays. We survived the prior generations, and here we are to live and tell the tale. Um, I am now one handheld chainsaw richer, um, battery operated, meant for probably cutting like you know three inch branches or smaller. Mm. Even three inches is probably bit large but you know i don't know like i hmm, yeah i don't know i just i not something that i thought i was I gonna needed, say but, did you ask for it no no uh so i should it, i should mention this came from my parents not from 
from Mrs. Manson. Is Mrs. This, Manson. Is this a is this a habit of your parents to buy you things you didn't ask for and might not want? Not particularly, but sort of. Like they will often ask, like, "Do you want this thing?" And I'll just be like, "No, like, uh, no, nah. I, I, I'm good, thank you." You know what I mean? She the, in this particular instance, my my mother called my wife, Mrs. Manson, and said, "Hey, does Doc?" She didn't use Doc. She she called me by my my given name, DC. Um, doctor, doctor. Yes, name. yes, doctor. Uh, does doctor have a handheld chainsaw? Uh, and of course, Mrs. Manson was actually in the car with me at the time. And my mom actually, to her credit, first thing she did ask is, is he there? Is he, I, oh, I don't want him to hear or whatever. Cause she, and she also called me and did the same shtick for something else with asking me about something for Mrs. Manson, a uh, different day. Um, but anyways, I was just like, mm, whatever. And minute she was like hand i told miss mrs manson i was like no i don't no i don't i don't need that i have i have a small chainsaw battery powered 14 inches but like if i wanted to take a branch off with a chainsaw i could do that like i i don't know i'm sure i will use it i'm sure i now that i have it i will use it it certainly is more likely to be used than actually taking out the larger chainsaw to do a small branch Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's the thought that counts, right? DC, let's be thankful. I suppose. How many are you? Is this like a one gift family? You get like one big gift, and that's the that's the extent. Yeah, sure. I got a shirt which I donated. I got some socks that I donated. I got uh, that. That doesn't. I hope that doesn't make me sound ungrateful. But I just I've got what I need and what I want, and like I I. I think it would sound worse if you threw them away. Like, no, I mean, like the, the shirts, house, if you left your parents' house and tossed them out the window. No, I mean, the shirt's too small. So, like, I have no use for it. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, donate it. Somebody will get some use out of it. It's a time of giving. It's the holidays and all that, you yeah. know. Um, so, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But, um, yeah. Had a nice meal. That was nice. What was served? Drank a lot of wine. Um, ham. Mm-hmm. Pineapples pa- and mashed potatoes. Shoved in. Um, pineapple. I don't know about cloves. I've seen things where they do like the clove. They'll do cherries and then they use the cl- like little cloves. Oh yeah, to actually hold the pineapple in place. Interesting. Yeah, my, I, we, we have done cherries before, but no, no, just pineapple. This was like a, a, a spiral ham as well, you mm-hmm. know, real thin sliced. Um, and then there was mashed potatoes and then there were sweet potatoes and then there were um, turnips mashed and then there were croissants, croissants, wow. croissants, high end. Yeah, croissants instead of dinner rolls. And um, I ate about 10 of those. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to remember what else there was. That might have been it. I feel like there was probably something else, but. Was there anything uh, green? No, not that, I, not that I can remember. To my mom, having three different types of root vegetables counts as vegetables. And I'm just shaking my head like, you can give up one of the potato family. To, to have an actual vegetable on this table. That would be okay. But, alas. Yeah. That's the, not I've always works. thought the mashed potatoes and the sweet potatoes together 
is a little weird. I yeah. don't eat them. Don't eat them. Don't eat the turnips. Nobody eats the turnips. Yeah, I would try turnips. I don't think I've ever had turnips, but that was something that was Thanksgiving up in the great north. Turnips were served. That was a. That Did you try a, them? I must have just to be polite. I don't remember them. So. Um, well, how about I, you? How was your holiday? Uh, let's see. Things were good. We traveled through the we we danced between the raindrops as I, you know, we we made it up uh, the Friday before Christmas, which was the uh, the big storm hitting our neck of the woods. It was a lot of rain and wind, but we made it up fairly safely. Um, that would have been what, like the 23rd? Yeah. And that was the day you picked up your new car. Sadly not. I wish the, the new car. Now they're hoping to. So this is, you know, for our UK uh, bestie. Uh, I am buying the car in the state of Maine, which is all the way up in the northeast corner of our, 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 our fair country. Uh, the car is being ported. I assume that means transported from Rhode Island, which is the next state over from the state in which we currently reside. Uh, and I have to wait for them to have a driver available to get the car in Rhode Island, drive it up to Maine. So then I can then drive up to Maine to pick up the car. And I have asked, can I go get the car from Rhode Island and bring it up since I'm going to be doing that trip anyways? And if, if the car is because according to the, the person I have spoken to, the car is there. They're just waiting for someone to drive it. So the car is in Rhode Island waiting for someone. I would like to be that someone, but apparently that's not how things work. So we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. Now it's supposed to be sometime in early January. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Um, well, I mean, at least it's not a big purchase or anything that you're. Nope. Feeling anxious or excited about at least it's nope. just a small thing. Certainly, I mean, you know, I, the last time I bought a new car was uh, you were still in, you were still getting your PhD last time. I was pre doc, doc, pre doc. You were just Mr. Manson, yeah. Although you're like given name, doctor, doctor so yeah. Yeah. uh, but yes, so we Mr. Were, Dr. Manson, <laughs> we were up in the in the northern woods area, had a lovely time, saw the nephews, which is always fun, uh, taught. Taught the five-year-old, the what's that? And you point at their shirt. When they look down, you tap their nose. I didn't flick him in the nose. I just tapped his nose. Should have flicked it as hard as you could. He was knock that nose on the other side of the room. Bring tears to the eyes. Children. Well, that's good. Um, I heard that you also taught him about raspberries, and that was that was previous. I I, I taught him about you know the zerbit, the the bilabial fricative, as it were. I taught him about that. Uh, at a previous visit. That's when you're an uncle, the way I see it, your job is to wreck do, havoc and leave, do something fun, <laughs> teach them, teach them something they'll enjoy that their parents might not. And then get the heck out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do, do you buy him the toys that make the noise? Um, not always. And, and since these are technically my wife's nephews as an only child, I have no nephews from our family. Uh, she w- She put herself in charge of purchasing the toys. Uh, there was a uh, stuffed rabbit larger than both boys put together. Lovely. Um, that 
the older one wrestled with for maybe two minutes and then discarded. And then there is a giant Candyland game that is big enough that the boys can walk on it. That was a big hit. That sounds so, rather large. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the older one, again, he, he the younger one was very happy to crawl around and chew on the cards. Uh, the older one liked hiding under the the game tarp thing and asking, can you see me? So clearly object permanence is still something we're working. Um, no, where are you? Yeah. Uh, and then we, we came back to... Um, Came back to our neck of the woods, went to my parents' house, did a whole thing with them, had some chicken wings, had some slow cooker meatballs, had some shrimp. Well, I watched other people have the shrimp. Um, slept over at my parents' house, had a lovely breakfast on Christmas morning, and then got the heck out and came back and have been relaxing ever since. So it was a good holiday. It was a good, it was a good holiday. I now have a subscription to Masterclass. So I've, you know. What's that? Masterclass is the subscription service where suppo- where experts in a particular field teach a couple-hour class on that field. So Penn and Teller teach a class on magic. Steve Martin teaches a class on comedy. Um, Wolfgang Puck teaches, or Gordon Ramsay teaches a cooking class. So those sorts of things. So I have, we had a free trial, so I've been watching some, so I'm, Part of the way through, I watched the entire Penn and Teller magic one. I'm part of the way through Steve Martin's comedy one. I'm part of the way through a cooking one. I watched a philosophy one, and it was just talking about how being human is just understanding that you, we're all going to die someday. And I was like, well, this is dark. Um, but yeah, that was one of the big gifts for me. I didn't get a handheld chainsaw. I got fast class. Well, that sounds right up your alley, DC. More things for me to watch. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, that, you know, we hope your holidays uh, were, were good as well. Uh, if you feel, We're not getting to the emails yet, but if you feel like wanting to tell us about your holiday, that might not be a bad email topic for you to send us and let us know your holiday traditions and how things went for you in your neck of the woods, if if you still feel like it, maybe in twenty twenty three people will stop sending us emails. I don't know, but um, I hope. I mean, not. we seem to be missing some this week. I hope not. We we don't have many this week, you know. But yeah. it's the, it's the holidays. Well, some people said they sent them to us, like on the Discord, and I'm not seeing one from them. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not we'll sure see. what's going on. Yeah. But either way, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So I had heard, I'm trying to remember what we've talked about on the podcast and what we've talked about. Despite the fact that this is technically your, your Christmas week, your incredible work ethic has kept you, as you like to call it, chipping away. Yeah. At, at, you know, some of the things, how are things going? Have the emails subsided or the complaints done? I think so. At least from students. Yeah, I mean, I'm still getting emails from other people at this point, but um, but yeah, no more complaints. I think I've ignored all of those into non-existence, and um, now I'm just trying to get things ready for the spring between tidying up some stuff at my previous position and, you know, actually getting ready for the stuff that I will care about moving forward. Um, 
I don't know. Like I'm, I'm suffering from a bit of analysis paralysis, DC. I'm looking at this, you know, this syllabus, this lecture schedule for the spring. And I feel like the world is my oyster. I feel like I could make a hundred thousand different changes based off of different things I learned about last time. I could do this. I could space it out this way. I could try to make some space here and do this over there. And maybe I could think about doing this. Maybe I could tighten this up over. And I'm just and like, I, I could do it this way or I could do it that way or I could. And I've been staring at it now for like two days and made zero progress, DC. Um, and part of me just wants to throw my hands up in the air and be like, screw it. Just do it the way you already did it. Um, and I probably will just do that. What else? I will try to make, you know, tweaks here and there. But I don't know, man. You you mentioned, well, I ate my noodle dish and you ate your pho. Um, you did mention that you wanted, you know, some more hands on activities. Now, I didn't go to a lot of my college classes. Let me come right out and say that I didn't go to a lot of them. But I do recall that. College courses, especially big ones like the ones you teach, um, don't. I, I didn't have a lot of hands on. You know, we were excited when the classical mythology professor put like a paper bag on his head and danced around. That was considered, you know, very exciting teaching styles. When you say hands on activities, what are you envisioning in your head? I don't think I said hands-on activities, just activities, um, active learning and things like that. Because, like, I'm not too concerned about hands-on things because there is a lab component to the course where they will get hands-on and do things in in the field of which I I am talking, you know. So, like, I'm not too concerned with that. Um, But I do think that being lectured at for 50 minutes three times a week is not the most efficient way uh, to learn material. I think that students benefit from spaced repetition of material returning to certain topics time and time again. And so that can involve sort of layering your content, sort of uh, spiraling, if you will, sort of returning back to things that you've mentioned before, callbacks, if you will, from an improv point Mm -hmm. of view, right? Um, oh, tr- and- oh, trust me, in, in the in the primary school, we are very, very aware of spiraling. OK, is it in the positive sense or in the, uh, in the it, it's negative often, sense? It's often discussed in in math curricula. Um, OK, you know, we'll be talking about a topic and I'll say to the people in charge, I'll say, you're giving us three weeks to teach this skill. They're not going to get it by the end of those three weeks. And they're like, oh, that's okay. You're going to spiral back to it in a couple of months. You just need to introduce them to it, and then you'll spiral back. And I always feel like they really extend that first syllable. They're Mm going to spiral. So, yeah. And so, and then, you know, um, I think, again, the the idea of um, active recall is important for remembering information as well. So um, having, you know, those Socratic questions that you pose to the class and actually allowing them time to, to think about their answer um, and then actually having somebody provide a summation of an answer, you know, mm-hmm. and then going from there. I think that's important because I, I think there's plenty of good research that shows that that getting people to simply try 
to recall information, whether they're successful or not, helps build those linkages between your synapses um, that will help you retrieve that information moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of thing. Not to say I wasn't doing any of that the first time out, um, but trying to maybe think of a more structured approach, making sure I, I'm doing these sorts of activities regularly and have them inserted, you know, a sort of regular pace, I guess. Do you do you enjoy doing the Socratic sort of questions? Do you enjoy that each class, or do you enjoy that just like once or twice a semester? Way more than once or twice a semester. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's every class, but... I, I just feel like if you're going to do that, you got to have a toga. You got to be wary. All right. I mean, a toga, no. you know, for just, just, it's for old Socrates there. Mm. Old Socrates. Um, well, I, I, you know, this was a question I was going to ask you before. When you think about the class you did, when you think about this first semester, what is the, what is the one thing or the biggest thing that you're like, ah, I wish I had done blank i don't know um i guess provided students with practice questions um before they got to their exams and i don't know how i'm going to do that this semester i am planning to have some sort of homework but like i don't want to just it's difficult right because my experience in higher education is if there is not a monetary not sorry not monetary a um if there's not some sort of incentive to do the work, students don't do it. They don't engage, right? Sure. So there has to be some sort of point or grade correlating incentive to actually get people to engage and do this work. Um, but at the same time, I also don't want them to feel like I've got lecture three times a week. I've got homework after every every lecture i've got a quiz basically once every week and a half i've got lab once a week i've got lab reports and lab quizzes like i don't want them to feel like they're drowning in this one course you know what i mean don't be wrong it's a big course it's very broad they're gonna have a lot of work no matter what i don't know that giving them regular homework assignments helps at all but i do think it's something that was missing from the previous uh, iteration of the course. I just don't know how to approach it without overwhelming them. I could just make it optional, but I know damn well if it's optional, people won't engage. Sure. Um, so my thinking is, well, I don't make it low stakes, obviously. Um, 15, 20% of their lecture grade, maybe. And then maybe do it so it's not like a super intensive thing where like if they do 80% of the homeworks, they get full credit, something like that. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. But even that seems like Is this knowing they have lab and how much time the lab takes, I feel like it's too much. Can so. you build it into the actual class time itself or is that defeat the purpose? I think you could, but that would require you to radically rearrange the course Again, it's an incredibly broad course, and to actually present the information to the students, you need time, right? So if you start doing a lecture every week where you're going through questions of a sort instead of lecturing and introducing information, 
that's a lot of now topics that you don't have time to talk about. Um, well, how many lectures do you have a week? Three, two? Yeah, three. Three. And how long are they? 50 minutes? Yep. All right. So that's 150 minutes. So even if you took 20 minutes a week just for one or two questions, that would... Maybe. And that's what I'm looking at, right? But I will say, yeah, a lot of these... If, 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 if there was something I probably really had to look at in addition to homework, right? If I, if I had to go something about with my, what I was doing last semester, um, I would say the pace of the course needs to slow down. And that's not, that's not in agreement with this idea sure. of adding a, other work, right? Uh, I don't, so I don't know. I mean, I think really the answer is you got to cut topics, but I'm not sure what to cut given that I am so relatively new to teaching this material. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I, I, I would suggest picking one, whether it's the practice questions, whether it's slowing down and just letting that be the focus. Cause you're right. You can come up with a thousand different things you want to tweak and you'll either tweak all of them and make yourself crazy or you'll tweak none of them and then kick yourself because you feel like you didn't do anything. Oh, and since the last time we spoke, I got my student evaluations of teaching from last semester. And I don't know why I, I, I tortured myself with reading them, uh, but I did, of course. And don't get me wrong, the vast majority were very positive. But of course, there were one or two uh, that were negative. And I don't necessarily... What did they say? Too, going um, too fast? Well, yeah, definitely their, pace. Didn't um, change their grades like they wanted you to. Yeah, pace. Um, some people, there was like the most, I would say the most critical comment was about my letting students take exams online remotely. All right, uh-huh. So you know who these people are. These are the same people who complained earlier. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, yes, absolutely. And they were like, even though like he showed the math of how there's no difference in the averages um, between taking it in person and taking it at home, all that means is that the people at home cheating were only were cheating to bring their grades up to the level of the people take, take taking it in person. And I'm like, that's not how that works. If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat on the whole damn thing, and you're going to end up with a pool of grades that skew towards perfect grades. Yeah. Like that's just not unless they're insinuating how cheaters the work. People, unless you're insinuating that the people taking it at home are so dumb that even while cheating they can't get a perfect. Correct, correct. That is what they're insinuating. Yeah. So, so these are the these are the you know the anal retentive. Um, yeah, and I'm not worried about those comments. Yeah. like I'm really not. Um, but like you know, looking at there was one person, and this one struck me a little bit. But again, I, it doesn't. Re- I do, I know it's bullshit. Basically, it was like ah, I. I you need to just pick a schedule at the start of the course and stick to it. You can't be changing uh, what you're doing throughout the entire semester. And I was just like, and I know exactly what it's about because uh, last semester I did after doing a couple of weeks of the course, a few weeks of the course, I was saw how much headway I was making into the material. And I said, okay, we're never going to finish all of the material on the syllabus. So I'm going to cut the last unit, which is all material that the department added to the course when they gave me the syllabus, but was never previously taught in this course in the semester. And I said, I know that's new material. I'm just going to cut it. 
And so like it was like September like 26th when I posted a revised lecture exercise schedule where I removed that last unit and just spaced everything else out differently. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's what they're complaining about. But like this was literally with less than a month into the course, my first time teaching it. I think I did pretty damn good, actually. Eat my butt. (laughs) So I think what this is telling us is you need to take your evaluation, send them to me before reading it. I will go through anything that I've heard you talk about on the podcast, I'll discard. If there are any criticisms that are new to me, then I'll bring them to your attention. But otherwise, lovely, lovely. Yes. Otherwise, yeah, you're just getting the same people who are like, you know, I had a problem with you on October 10th and I'm going to complain. These are Yelpers. Yes. Yes. Um, but, like you know, that. I'm, these I'm are like that. You know, we, we have a friend whose uh, spouse, I, I believe, spent some time uh, very much getting into Yelp and posting reviews of all of the places. And I assume this is tall guy's wife. I don't know in case anybody listens. I don't know who you're talking about, but um, who listens? I don't, I'm, I never know that someday tall guys going to, you know, all of a sudden start listening. And, and I wouldn't mention GQ's wife, the lovely GQ's wife who came to my fifth birthday party. Cause I know GQ listens. So yes, obviously it's tall guy. Um, but you know, she was on Yelp and it, like the people who complain on Yelp are the same people who are going to complain on an evaluation that, you know, I wanted to have a higher grade than everybody. And I didn't have as high of a grade because they got. Oh, oh, somebody complained that not only did I make the course more approachable, but I made it way too approachable. It's too easy. Now it was the easiest course they took in their entire career at the school. And I, I did a terrible thing because this, this course should be the most difficult thing in existence and be gatekeeping uh, people. You should recommend. I really, t- I really took that one to heart. You should recommend they take math one Oh two. Yeah. Right. If, if they, if they are, or it's probably what 11 Oh two now aren't there four digits. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And don't uh, get me wrong. I do. I do think that I, I erred on making things perhaps a bit too easy last semester. Um, there were extra credit points and things that I, I don't think I will award this semester. Um, but, you know, again, first time through, I think I did a pretty damn good job, all things considered. What was the best piece of feedback that you got? The best piece of feedback was someone talking about how much they appreciated the fact that I was empathetic and caring and I would work with them when they had issues and needed to reschedule things. And they remembered that at one point I said, you know, I will, I don't, I can't always be perfect or flexible on everything, but I try to treat all of you guys like human beings. And apparently that really affected them. And they said they felt teary eyed when I had said that, and that it was just a really nice thing um, to hear from a professor when typically they can be very um, harsh and unresponsive to our our needs. I don't know. You've taken enough college classes to know the truth in that. Yeah. What are you, what are you asking? (laughs) I'm saying, I think, I think that person is right. 
I think oh, a, yeah. lot of time, a lot of times college professors are very distant and it, it almost feels like this is beneath them that they have to come here and teach you this stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And for someone to come in and be a little bit more like, I'm going to treat you like a person taking this class rather than you're a name on my record book that I'm never going to know who you are. I, I bet is very nice. I would like to, t- I would, I said this before, I would go to your classes if you were my professor. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I would go to at least half of the classes. If you, you would were. go to the first and the last. No, I would go to the first week of classes and then go, I don't know what the hell this man is talking about. And then I would drop. The class. Yeah, that's probably. The but I would send you a nice note being like, thank you for the opportunity. I am just too dumb to understand what you're talking about. Yeah. One of the things I think I like to do is I like to look at like some of the lectures that I know were very quickly paced and like try to go in and identify like 10 slides or so, like a single topic that I could pull out and like make a video on and just have that up on our learning management system for folks to watch. And I can point to that and then maybe not even talk about that topic in the actual lecture, you know what I mean? And instead be able to start the lecture with one of those questions about the video, try to get them to engage with that and then move on to the material um, that we have to cover. I think if I do that enough key places throughout the semester, that should help some of those pacing issues. Um, But then I am committing myself to actually doing some work and making videos and Pick one thing. Give yourself a little bit of a break. Otherwise, you're going to make yourself crazy again. And considering you're already talking about what you want to do in the fall of this of 2023. I am. You were talking about doing an honors course and all of that. Oh, well, I mean, you have to have that stuff ahead of time. Like, because again, like fall courses will be open for registration in March. So, like, now is the time that everything is getting submitted to the registrar. So, yeah, I asked if I could bring back the honors version of biochemistry to do because I think those labs are really cool. Um, And we'll see whether or not it works out. But that would be nice because then I would get credit for teaching that. That would be one less course that I'd have to teach otherwise. So, it's to everybody's benefit and at least to my benefit Mm. if we can make it work. So, we'll see. Well, all right. We look yeah. forward to more. I, I just, I understand you're chipping away at it. I totally get that. You can do a little bit now. Save yourself a the little bit. The thing that I, I actually like about it is, like, I don't feel like I have to work. Yeah. Like, I just, it's it's such a different mindset versus when I was a staff member where I had my hourly, weekly yeah. time card that I was putting in. You know what I mean? Like, now I just kind of feel like, this time, really this month, this time is, is mine. And if I want to chip away at this, like, yeah. okay. Like, I, I don't know. That's it's how, like, it's very liberating. That's how I ways. feel in the summer, except I rarely do. Actually, no, I did some work last summer. I actually did a little bit of work. Yeah. That is the feeling that you get where you're just like, I could do this or I could not do this. What is one thing you have done uh, for yourself these last days? Could <laughs> be something little. I don't know, man. Um what'd you do today i completed all of the um i completed all of the i forget what it's called like achievements in vampire survivors i I got all 159 of the um things that you can tick off 
in the game. Then I found there's a whole other menu of secrets, though, and I haven't chipped, I haven't clicked off all those yet, so I'll have to get back to that. But yeah, I don't know, man. Hey, it's when Doc Manson has more time for video games, life is good. I think. Yeah. So. Ah. Uh, I understand that you're done with wrestling by and large. I do understand. Uh couple of things. By the time this, I suppose, technically, by the time we record our next episode, it will probably be Wrestle Kingdom will be over. Do you care at all about the Wrestle Kingdom, Japan's WrestleMania? I mean, I don't really. I, I think I care in that I've heard the buzz that apparently uh, whoever Sasha Banks will be known as going forward may appear there mm-hmm. and i guess i'm interested to know whether or not that happens mm-hmm. although i have no investment in it happening yeah um but i'm interested to know where sure. she pops up next i guess she's supposedly already in japan um i'm looking at the matches i'm on the new japan website here uh it know. also makes me wonder if that means that we'll see sasha banks in AEW through, say, a Forbidden Door-style event before we see her in a WWE ring again. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, she finished up her WWE. If you believe the what I've seen online, uh, she finished up her contract with WWE quietly at, like, the end of last summer and so has not been a WWE employee in some time. Um you know, the big thing is, and part of the reason she's there is for the very first time, um, there is going to be a woman's match on Wrestle Kingdom, you know, Kyrie. They, and they don't have a, a women's division, right? They are starting one. So she, Kyrie or the former Kyrie Zane, uh, the pirate princess is currently the IWGP women's champion. And she is going up against a challenger named Tam Nakano. I hope she's related to Bull Nakano because Bull Nakano was flipping awesome. Um, and Sasha is supposed to be in the crowd. I assume she will confront Kyrie following Kyrie's victory. Although, for all I know, um, maybe Tam Nakano will win, but I doubt it. Okay. Um, so that is interesting. Uh, let's see. We've got the revival FTR. They'll be there uh, defending their IWGP tag team titles. I presume they'll be losing those at some point. Cause I, that seems to be the trend. They had all the belts and now they're quickly losing all the belts. They never had all the belts at the same time though. They were triple champions. They were at one point. I don't remember if it they was never won the AEW one. No, same time. but I think they had ring of honor, new Japan and AAA in Mexico. They just yeah. lost those yesterday um to a team that had dragon lee and dragon lee then got on the mic and announced he's on his way to wwe in the in the year to come what's a dragon lee um a wrestler i don't know i don't know much about him i should have asked brandon banks for a little that should have been brandon's email was giving us a little update on who dragon lee is he's supposedly very good um you know he's a masked is he related uh, to Bruce? I don't believe so. I believe he is related to Roosh, if you know who Roosh is from AEW slash Ring of Honor. 
That sounds like a name that I've heard, actually. Let me see here. Dragon Lee. I looked him up earlier and promptly forgot. Uh, born in 1995, because, you know. Um, oh, he was Ryu Lee. I think I've seen Ryu Lee there. Uh, let's see. Son of La Bestia del Ring. Um, his older brother wrestles under the name Dralistico. And then he has another brother, Roosh. Yeah, Roosh, I think, teams with Andrade in AEW. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah. So, but yeah, so this should be interesting. He's on his way to NXT, supposedly. They did comment on that. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. will wrestle. I know you like the. Uh, yeah, he's good. What do we used to call? What do we used to call it? A cheeky something. A cheeky predicament. I don't remember. Oh when we yeah, were watching the cruiserweight yeah. classic. Uh-huh. Uh, that butt was Carl- hungry. <laughs> Carl Anderson, uh, who is currently under WWE contract, will be there. So it's interesting in that sense. You've got, um, oh, great Muda is going to wrestle. <laughs> Luke Gallows going to uh, be there. I'm going to guess not, but so you technically have, you have uh, AEW talents, you have a WWE talent and you have Sasha Banks, who is currently neither. Um, There's going to be a four way match, which is unusual for uh, new Japan. They usually don't do those. Kenny Omega will wrestle. Will Ospreay. I know you're familiar with them. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's probably going to be their shows are always very good. So Wrestle Kingdom should be good for those who have New Japan World and want to get up at two, three in the morning to watch it live. Um, Can Dragon you watch Lee's, it not live with that service? I would assume so. I would assume I had New Japan for a little while and then stopped watching. Um, yeah, you know, the only other thing is we're, we've reached, you know, we've reached sort of the end of the year, Doc. What a year it's been. Um, what a year specifically in the world of wrestling you know vince mcmahon leaves sasha banks leaves um, naomi leaves naomi leaves uh you know roman reigns holds the title all year long cm punk leaves we have the brawl at the end of what was that all out uh so that was huge news i forgot about that um, you know, Ring of Honor's brought back. Uh, John Moxley has himself a banner year. You know, MJF. MJF, you know, takes out Regal, wins the title. Uh, you know, Dominic turns on Daddy Ray. Oh, yeah. Big news. Big news. Bully Ray returns to Impact. Nobody cares. Did he bring back aces and eights? Sadly not, I don't think. Good. So it's, you know, it's a crazy time. Uh, give me one prediction. Okay. For the wrestling world in 2023. One prediction. What do you think is going to happen? I think Daniel Bryan will wrestle. And he'll probably lose based off of statistics. <laughs> that's, a, that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. This is, I feel like we're back to, I feel like he he could, he could grow out his hair and the beard, like that full scraggle beard that he had for a while. Mm -hmm. And then he could change 
his billing, and he could be known as the littlest Sasquatch. Little Sasquatch 2023. Let's make it happen, folks. I want Lil Sasquatch. Little little Squatch. L-I-L apostrophe Squatch. Yeah, Lil Squatch. Squatch. Well, I... That would be great. Um, I don't know. I I think let's make a big prediction here. Um, CM Punk wrestles one more time. For what company? AEW. I don't think that's true, but I'll, I'll, I'll make the prediction. I could see him going to Japan. I could see him wrestling for New Japan. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know, man. I just feel like he doesn't like wrestling enough. I don't think he does. But I, don't. I think I think CM Punk, and we've, we've talked about this. I think CM Punk likes wrestling when he's the star. I don't think he like it similarly to how Randy Orton used to be. Um, Though I don't even know if that's true because people say part of why he was disgruntled around all out was because he didn't want to be the AEW champion. So I don't I don't know, man. Who knows anymore? Let's let's stop trying to figure that one out, huh? Yeah, I, I you know, I could see him wrestle. He's not going to go to impact. I, I, I don't believe he would go to WWE. Um, I can't see that now. I want, you know, my prediction. Could Roman Reigns hold the title for another year? He could. Like, could he hold it all the way through 2023? Like, I hope not, but he could. Uh, I'll, here's my prediction. And, I'll, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to insult. Uh, Banks isn't going to like it. And I know, uh, you know. Uh, fellow Twitter interactor Susie Alto won't like this, and I'm not going to like it. Uh, Adam Cole retires in 2023. Maybe. Uh, Lord knows he's had his issues. Yeah. Supposedly he's got a serious concussion. He's very happy playing video games, as he should be. So I, my prediction, I, I hope it doesn't come true, but my prediction is that Adam, we never see Adam Cole wrestle again, at least not in 2023 maybe it's, in a few i guess he could yeah. wait out his contract and maybe try to go back to wwe but it sounds I, like he's recovering okay but i guess I we'll could be find wrong. out yeah i yeah. could be wrong i mean we could all be wrong but all this stuff so yeah, yeah i hear you so maybe cm punk will wrestle adam cole that'll be the match and then we'll both be wrong well i'd you'd be, you'd I'd be right eight, technically yeah 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 oh what else is uh <laughs> shall we get shall we get to the emails Yes, we shall. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Only two, but they're from two of our favorite people, so we are excited to have them. Uh, Glenn and Mrs. A- Mrs. Manson. I almost said Mrs. Abbott. The first one comes from Get Glenn playing games. Hi, guys. With the holiday season upon us, prompts these questions. When growing up, was there any board or parlor games you played with your family? Also, what was the first video game you ever played, and which one was your favorite as a kid, happy new year to you, your loved ones, and all the besties and their families. Thanks, Glenn. I'm reading about parlor games. I assume that's things like charades. Yeah, but I, I'm okay. We're going to we're going to pause here because this has to happen. I'm going to name the game. OK, you tell me how it's played. OK, 
Um, Aesop's mission. No idea. No, you're supposed to make it up. Um, Never mind. You you Never you mind. you fake wrestle each other until one party submits. Okay. Huckle buckle beanstalk. Huckle buckle beanstalk. Um, I actually want to know how that's played because that has to be a, a adult. Sexual. You take three bean bags and you attempt to hacky them into the air while climbing your tallest friend. Uh, this game is also known as Hunt the Thimble, Hot Buttered Beans, and Thimble in Sight. So apparently, oh, it's hot and cold. It's hot and cold. So, I was going to say it was a naughty game where you place the thimble somewhere on or within your body and your partner <laughs> has to find it. Within. Put it in my belly button. Good luck. Um, oh, man. Okay, so technically, oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, for most of these, I thought they were going to be better games, but no, most of these are, are that sort of game. So yes, uh, a board game or parlor game. Um, there was no parlor games we played, although I do enjoy Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which technically would count. Board game, what did the man's... I can't imagine the Manson family were big gamers. You you really dislike. We occasionally played Monopoly. Um, guess who? Connect Four. Um, I used to like to play Mousetrap, but I didn't mm. play it. I just set it up. Set up the Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, yeah. We were Skippo people. We played cards a lot. Oh um, yeah, we played a lot of uh Yeah, we we played Goldfish, uh, Go Fish rather, and um War? What we played War, that's a game, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, War. Um yeah. there's a game called Setback or at least that's what we used to call it. So Yeah. Um but yeah. No. Bridge. The first video game you ever played. Uh, my neighbor, I was over visiting when her father brought home a Nintendo Entertainment System, which had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt on the same cartridge. And I believe those were my first video games that I ever played. I want to say the first video game technically I played was Ski Free. Do you remember Ski Free? Yes. With the monster? Yeah, the one with the Yeti. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think early I Windows played, machines, right? Yes. I think I played that. I played Return to Zork which I could not figure out how to play. Um, those were the first like PC games. And then... Now that you mention it, we had a, a Texas Instruments um, computer that also had some games on it. And we may, I may have played those games prior to that Nintendo. Um there was a game on it called, I don't remember what it was called. It was called like Tank Blaster or something. Where like there were just these two tanks that you could scroll around this grid and shoot each at each other. When I say tanks, I mean it was like a square that shot yeah. out a circle. Um, yeah. And then there was a version of Minor 49er. Minor 49er was like a, I think an Atari or Commodore ripoff of like, something of like of like the earliest like donkey kong game um 
and I played a bunch of that. That was that was beyond me at the time. Um, and there was probably some edutainment games, math games, and things that I played a bunch of on there too. Uh, do you remember the game you could play with like Encarta? Yep, I love that game. Encarta '95, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. It was like a labyrinth or something, and you were going yeah. through, and you were answering good trivia questions. questions. Yeah, yeah, I was good. I played that too. Yeah. All right, that was after Nintendo. So, thank you for the email. Happy New Year to you, Mrs. Manson. The next great B movie, Dear Comet and Vixen. It was so nice to get together for fa. On the way home, we saw a car with a vanity license plate that read Rat Rig. It spurred a conversation about what an apocalyptic giant rat movie, The Rat Rig, would be a part of, and of course, the sequel, Rat Rig: The Ratning. How do you think the rat rig and whoever is cast as the rat rigger would defeat car-sized rats in an apocalyptic Mad Max-like landscape? Who would star as the rigger, Bruce Campbell? There is no other answer. Uh, We'll be sure to list you in the credits when we make the next great B movie. I'm sure it will be a cinematic masterwork. Foe forever. Prancer. He's cute, that wife of yours. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So would you rather fight one car size? Would you rather fight one? What's the, the thing? Horse sized duck. Yeah. Or a hundred duck sized horses. Would you rather fight one car sized rat? No, cause then it would be a hundred rat sized cars. <laughs> um, I guess I would fight the hundred rat sized cars. Yeah. What would be scarier? One giant rat or just a, there has to be a, a horror movie about rats, right? Absolutely. Um, Willard comes to mind, and the remake Willard. <laughs> also, Willard Two, classic. <laughs> it's about a guy who can communicate and control rats. Uh, yeah. It's actually okay, and I think the the remake maybe was in that. I want to say it was like Crispin Glover, but I don't yes, know if that's right. I feel that that was what I thought too. Okay, yeah. They were okay movies. I mean, yeah. And then there was you a know, movie with Peter Cause, cause Weller really, in it where he was in a home with fighting a giant rat. Because really, rodents <sighs> of unusual size, I don't think they exist. That's a great Princess Bride Thank you. reference, Thank you. but I'm trying to remember that Peter Weller movie of <laughs> unknown origin. Yeah. Okay. That's another rat movie. That was all right. I haven't seen that yeah. one in a while. I might have to look that one up. So let's see here. Um, yeah. You know, how do you think the rat rig and whoever would cast as the rat rigger would defeat car-sized rats with a hand chainsaw, of course? Of course. But they'd be so big. Um, Bruce Campbell, both of his hands chewed off by rats. So hand chainsaws. There's another movie, too. To- I think. God, never mind. You're gone. Mulberry. Something like Mulberry Street. I think it's about. A deadly and yeah, it's like about a rat-based infection, and I think it turns people into like were rats. I forget. I don't know if I ever saw that movie, but I always wanted to see it. Mulberry Street, yeah, two thousand seven, eight films to die for. Yeah, part of that series back when they were doing that after dark stuff. Um, anyways, what were you saying? I I I, I was gone for a moment there. Bruce Campbell is the. Well, I assume the rat rig has to be like a heavily fortified 
truck, right? And I, I'm I'm assuming like you have chainsaws like that that come out of the wheels like a Roman chariot, but of course they're chainsaws. I don't know how that would work, but that would be awesome, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, maybe you have like a flamethrower that comes out of the exhaust in the back, and on the front of the car you've got a big circular saw and. Um, so see, I feel, I feel like, Oh, but you got to have a rat trap built into it somewhere. Maybe the bed of the truck is just a big tra- swinging arm, like a rat trap. Well, okay. So we got spring a loaded here. So first of all, I think Bruce Campbell uh, at the beginning of the movie, he's working. He owns a food truck. Okay. Cheese wagon. Yeah, absolutely. That does specialty grilled cheese sandwiches. Makes sense. Um, and so then, obviously, he's the target of all of their attention because it's the cheese wagon, and then he can outfit it as such. I was going to say he has both of his hands chewed off by the rats. Oh, I said this in, in the car. One. Uh-huh. Yes. And then he gets the hand chainsaws put on either hand. But then I also think, based on what you said earlier in this episode, they are constructing a life-sized game of mousetrap. Yes, Absolutely. That has to have, you know, it has to look, the pieces have to look very similar to what the actual mousetrap game. I, I think I, I think like. there has to be a scene in the movie where Bruce Campbell uh, pulls over. He's He's got to sleep. And I, I, again, I'm doing this like a big pickup truck and he gets in the back of the pickup truck. It seems like he's exposed to the elements as he's he's trying to sleep and catch as this very suspenseful scene as a giant rat comes up on him and he you know, the rat is sniffing around the outside of the truck bed as Bruce Campbell is helpless uh, out cold there. And, and as he comes up and he perches on the back of, of the pickup bed, he, he, he his weight causes the giant rat trap to snap and it breaks his back. And, and Bruce Campbell wakes up and he's got a better one liner than I can think of right now. That's for sure. But yeah, he'll have plenty. We'll oh, get a, we'll it's going to be good. Team. This is a good movie. This is a good movie. I'm looking forward to the ratting. The sequel is where it's going to be, but. Oh, yeah. This going to be good stuff. Well, all right. Thank you to Mrs. Manson and to Glenn for your emails, as always. Doc Manson, it is the final uh, piece of positivity of 2022. Um, what do you got? You could do either a year end one, you could kind of do a summative sort of piece of positivity. Or something specific from the last few uh, few days since we recorded last. I'll leave that up to you. Uh, what do you got for me? I don't know, man. Um, uh, you know, it's been a busy year. I'm happy the things are winding down. I'm happy I've made some changes, I guess, in my professional life. And looking forward to see where that goes in the new year, I guess. Um, more than anything. And... Looking forward to having more time for myself and for my hobbies and things. Uh, yeah, moving forward. I'm looking forward to checking out a few different horror movies uh, in my horizon. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looking forward to having a nice, quiet New Year's Eve with the missus and some cranberry sauce kielbasa. Yum. And uh, a whole bunch of different types of drinks. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the new year brings, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I hope for good things. Me three. Good things. 
2023 is going to be the year. I, I firmly believe this. 2023 is the year that this podcast takes off. Clearly. We've been, you know, like this, these seven years were just a warm up. You know, 2023, we're going to bring back the list. We're going to, you know, soar to new heights. We'll have at least 20, 25 listeners. It'll be great. So good. So good. Uh, I think, you know, I, I, I don't have a. I, I could go for all sorts of, you know, sort of corny things and uh, be grateful for my wife, which, of course, I am and being all of that. But I got to shout out YouTube, man. YouTube is so, you know, I had my usual things that I watched. But for whatever reason, over the last week or so, I, I started watching like dash cam, like road rage stuff or, you know, that doesn't sound healthy, DC. The number of things that you know, like I started watching, I'm trying to find, you know, it's once again, it's it's the holiday break. So I'm like, I want a you know, an exciting video game, but I like video games that, you know, I can have God mode and just sort of enjoy without having to worry about, you know, staying alive, which really isn't sort of how, you know, video games work these days. Uh, but I was watching some, you know, like Red Dead Redemption 2 clips or I was watching out of, you know. And it's just it's the amount of stuff that you can, you know, you can find the hours that will be spent, you know, just idly going through and you watch a Markiplier video, which then leads you to looking at something else. And then you go back and watch the rest of the Markiplier video and you can learn stuff on it. You know, I can watch Doc Manson play seven days to die. I could go back if I really wanted to and try to find DC Matthews playing Skyrim for a hundred and some odd episodes. I should get back into uh, YouTube, huh? Good. I think you'd be good at it. Me and my two so, subscribers. Hey, I bet that's more than I have. <laughs> but my videos, let's see. Huh. How do you find out how many subscribers? You I don't know. It just says on my page, two subscribers. So I don't know who they are, but one of them was probably you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, I'd like to point out, you know, DC plays Skyrim 106 because my character's name was, of course, Lindsay Dorado, the mascot of yes! uh, has 10 views. 105.5 has one view, one view, one view, one view, two, three, two. One of them got a like. Nice. So, Hey, maybe that's it. We'll just take over YouTube in 2023. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So We're going to switch to a non-video podcast on YouTube. <laughs> Let's do it, DC. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And you know what? I hope you're in. I want to know how your holidays went. I want to know what your thoughts and dreams and hopes are for the new year. I want to hear from the besties. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. I would like, I won't say a baker's dozen. I would like seven. I would like seven emails for next week. I don't ask for much. Seven. Jeremy, I'd like one of them to be from you. Start 2023 off. You don't have to come back. You think Jeremy's listening? Start. I'd love to believe that he is. I hope so, I'd Jeremy. Like, I'd like an email from GQ. Not gonna happen. He doesn't listen. I thought he listened. He, not to this part of the show. He he, he taps out <laughs> before we start wrapping up. I think. Okay, that's he probably turns it off before we're done. Either way, I want to hear from the besties. I want to know how things are going. 
uh, Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts right in the air, you can do so. Send an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes wherever it is that you find auditory goodness like this podcast. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and <laughs> really, how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It keeps this podcast train chugging along. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the other one. Oh, wait, no, at the DC <laughs> Matthews. Uh, have yourselves a fantastic new year. Stay safe. We love you all. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be bestie? Little Squatch! <laughs>